I'm a fire squid. Dope. No, not dope. I'm a 6,000 foot tall fire squid. I have tentacles. There's teeth everywhere. I'm on fire and my neck is long. And there's a smell and lots of juice. There's so much juice on it. I think I speak for everyone here when I say, I really have to see this. So you're not gonna take off your demon spanks because you're shy? Oh, that's convenient. Eleanor, if I take off this suit, I will crash through the roof and the entire neighborhood will see me and the experiment will be blown. But it's more than that. You guys will never look at me the same way again. I, I won't just be Michael. I'll be some disgusting mass of burning tentacles. Do you really want to be friends with something like that? Yes, I keep saying. Well, listener, I'm not sure really how to start this whole thing off. We're going to have to wait a couple of months because I am just covered in Steven's goo. You know, you think you've got him strapped up to a lie detector. You ask him, so do you love me? Do you like doing the podcast? And all of a sudden, I'm just dripping in Steven goo. I'm trying yeah. to collect it, but... You know, all I've got is this little fanny pack on my waist. I'm trying to scoop all of Steven into this fanny pack. And so I guess we just sit here and wait. We wait for a few uh, months for Steven to come back. A few months later. Oh my god, Zach. Boy, you know, I thought that you would like unzip the fanny pack when I started no. forming into a full adult male. Uh, but you didn't. So here I am. I now have... Arms, legs, and a fanny pack body. Hi, everybody. It's been a long time. How are you, Zach? You are about two feet shorter now. <laughs> well, you didn't, good, you didn't do a good job scooping up my goo. No, I wasn't that worried about it. Hi, everybody. Welcome <laughs> to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Into the Time Knife is back. Another week discussing the good places. Final season. Hello, everyone. I'm Zach, and I've seen a lot of weird hogs in my life. <laughs> Ain't that the truth. And I'm Steven, and I'm on fire, and my neck is long. Boy, howdy are you. <laughs> I hope you had a nice week, listener. I'm glad you've joined us. We've only got a few months left of this, covering the good place every week and, and hopping into the time knife to do this thing. It's a lot of fun. It's a real nice, safe space for me to step into every week. And I hope it feels like that for you to, uh, to have a safe space to step in and listen to us make fools of ourselves. Zach. Uh-huh. It's very cold here in oh, Chicago. Oh, God, is it? It's so fucking cold. Yeah, here in Chicago. Yes. And he, well, here in Anderson, Indiana, it is also cold. Yeah, but you don't understand, Zach. You're not from the city, so you don't really get how us Chicago people do. It's cold here because of the wind, Zach. We have the wind, wind here in Chicago. There's is no also, wind. <laughs> there is no wind anywhere other than that's why we're the windy city. No one says, ah, Indiana, Wendy's the windy nuts. state. <laughs> Not Wendy's nuts. How you doing, I buddy? Agree. You stay warm? How do you like it's to stay warm? Do you it's dress? the wind what makes it the worst. So mm -hmm. the last two days, I've been in the cold a lot. We went to a party in Indy. That was the night that it snowed. And we stayed there till like one in the morning. 
and our windshield fluid was frozen and it was dirty Ooh. because of the snow and I couldn't see mm-hmm. fucking shit. So we had to yeah. pull over and try to like clean off the windshield, but like their windshield fluid was also frozen and it mm-hmm. was so fucking cold and it was like 2.30 in the morning and Jesus. it was miserable. It was at it, that night it felt like I could only go outside for about a minute or less and then I mm-hmm. needed to get back in the car. Like it was that cold. And God then damn. yesterday I was working all day and it was also very, very cold, especially the later that it got. But my privilege problem is I've got a nice car that gets toasty and keeps me warm all day. So to find the right number of layers to wear. Mm, that so was I'm my not next question. Miserable inside the car, but I'm protected out in the cold. I haven't mm-hmm. quite found the right trade-off yet but i think gloves are something that i need to invest in for sure yeah zach yes get gloves you're yeah, you're an gloves. adult you must have yeah. gloves <laughs> your fingies i just figured my khaki shorts and t-shirt would be fine <laughs> that was gonna be my questions is there's kind of two types of white people no absolutely shorts not. in winter are white people and others i guess <laughs> so. I, I like to wear shorts so i might push it into the fall a little but i because i am kind of generally warm before i'm cold so maybe i would wear like a hoodie and shorts once or twice in the early fall but no by the end of of august outside or if i'm just like running out to do something real quick or Mm -hmm. like if i'm gonna be in my car and it's gonna be hot and sunshiny but i don't know i'm not a shorts in the winter white guy at all that's good you have a good coat zach you need a good coat that's the problem is i do have a good coat but it's too bulky for me to be sitting in my car all day so Mm. i usually end up wearing like shirt sweater hoodie oh god zach is that what you had yesterday yeah unacceptable and the worst part of it was like at eight o'clock i decided i need to put some air in my tires so i went outside in the negative whatever shirt sweater hoodie uh, no gloves and was holding the cold ass air pump and taking the things off. I couldn't feel my uh, fingers and, and Zach, nose. For it a bit. is yeah. So like right now in Chicago, I just checked. Mm-hmm. The wind chill is negative seventeen. Jesus, that sounds comparable. Maybe a little bit colder, but we've been getting similar. You, that's like ten minutes outside and you can get frostbite. Right. If it, with exposed skin, I'm worried about you, buddy. You 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 got to be safe. I'm gonna okay. take you down to the store. We're gonna go to. Uh, to, to the Kids Gap Woolworths. and get oh, you okay. kids gap. a really nice little jacket. We've told before, though, I am no longer allowed inside the uh, <laughs> Kids Gap, so I'll hang out at the Foot Locker next door while you do whatever you need to do. You, I'm surprised they, they let you back in. They got like a 10-year yeah. ban thing. Yeah, you, for sniffing, you get three years. So I'm good. <laughs> that was a while ago. How was your week? Did you do anything worth commenting on that you have been holding on to? I didn't get almost murdered by police officers this week so i don't have any that crazy stories to tell what about you let's see uh so we're getting ready for our big charity event at at my job i think we've been doing this podcast enough that i've mentioned that before what's Um, the charity it goes towards a couple things a lot of it goes towards uh breast cancer curative research only salvation army breast cancer yeah cool I, we give the money right to breast cancer. We call them yeah. up. Hey, yo, BC, we got you some dough. Not hearing about you as much lately. <laughs> what can we do to boost that? Yeah, I got to boost that awareness. I got to know it That's exists. Cool. But yeah, so it goes towards uh, research and then towards an organization that uh, provides mammograms, people who can't afford them. 
it's just actually just just Zach. I give him money and he goes around feeling people up and says, they paid me to do this. I got to check you. I just take their boob and squish it yeah. real <laughs> hard. Um, I had my first uh, lesson with That's my uh, celebrity this week, which was fun. Celebrity? Mm-hmm. I was thinking about titty squishing and then you said celebrity. So I, I missed part of that sentence. Yeah, you got to find lesson. your celebrity? Mm-hmm. So we get our Is it someone that week. you already knew? She's on the yeah. news and I don't have cable. But Danny's celebrity is somebody that I watched play when he was in college because he went to the University of Michigan. So That's I'm super excited cool. about that. Yeah, I was like a fan really of his. Scraping the bottom of that celebrity <laughs> barrel, huh? <laughs> you know, 18 years in, you kind of exhaust all the good ones. <laughs> Ain't that the <laughs> It's truth. like Dancing with the Stars in 10 years. Yeah, you know, people keep getting famous, I guess. But it's going to be like, hey, the, the caveman from Geico commercial. He was just in another Geico commercial. I've been so rare and ready to go. We didn't shout out our patrons. Let's shout out our God $10 and up it. patrons over at patreon.com. There's no problem. Fucking we were having professional fun. bullshit. No, I enjoy, I enjoy, I for one have enjoyed the last 10 minutes of conversation. So I'm sure the audience has too. Why are you mad at me? Just, just, just go on we with We talked show. about this. Can we not do this now? <laughs> Dr. Joyce out. said that we need to use I statements and okay. I feel as though... You should read the patrons' names. Please. Over at patreon.com slash podcast, the people supporting us at a $10 and up tier get shouted out here every week, and those people are Mary Baker Budisa, Danny M. Lugo, Justin Fortier, Lil S. Haker, and Autumn Marsh. Thank you to those people for joining us. Whether you support us on Patreon at $10 and up and get shouted out every week, or if you just sign up for one month for $5 and listen to all the content, we appreciate all the support we get over there. And there are things weekly, more than one thing weekly every week over the Patreon, whether that's early access, live streams, Patreon exclusive rewatch podcasts, all that stuff over at patreon.com slash can't disappoint podcast. Getting quickly, if you're listening to this uh, early, then make sure you go over to the Patreon. There might still be up Zach's little little piggy toe toe picks. The mm-hmm. the toes of the piggies. Zach is not the piggy. Mm-hmm. His toes are piggies. Paint them. The pink, Patreon put a mods on them. keep trying to take them down, but I post them every five minutes. So good <laughs> fucking luck. Yeah. <laughs> so Zach, I did you do anything gonna... of? Yeah, I can segue myself. Thank you. You know this is a self steering ship. <laughs> go ahead. Zach, uh, anything of note happened to you this week? I know you were sending me uh, smoke signals from a certain mm-hmm. event you were at. Yes, I know this is going to come to the surprise of all of our listeners. <laughs> but in high school, you uh, you could laugh a little bit less harsher. <laughs> in high school and a little bit beyond, I, Zach, me, the guy with long hair and a Beavis and Butthead shirt. And the Bart Simpson behind you. And with a musical theater background, <laughs> was the Green Day Kid. Whoa. They were like my mainstream segue into Mm -hmm. heavier music, a very important band for me for a very long time, even past the point where everyone else was like, yeah, but they've sucked for like 10 years. (laughs) I was still holding on tight. And since then, I have stepped back quite a bit. I get the cringe. I don't argue anymore when people say bad shit about them. But and 
so like all of those songs, all of those albums are like a part of me now just because I've Mm -hmm. heard them so many times. So when Green Day started announcing this new album, putting out new songs, I've been giving like cautious ears to it. I'm kind of a lifer, even if I don't want anyone to know that much anymore. I'll check out what they put out. And then I saw they announced that they were doing all over the world last week. When this comes out, the new album will already be out. But they did this like global listening party event at indie lab- record stores. And you show up and you get all this free stuff like a poster and like a, a lyric book to follow along. Oh, cool. And it was like kind of in the style of an old school zine. And it had kind of like a ransom note lettering type stuff. Oh, cool. And- we got those, and they raffled out some stuff. And at this record store, a bunch of people that like Green Day got together and listened to the new album. Is Zine short for magazine? Yeah, but that's a thing. Like in the eighties and nineties, in like the punk and alternative and independent rock, there'd be zines, which are like mm. homemade. Like someone's making these at home and then distributing them at shows. And oh, that that's kind of cool. Thing. Okay, yeah. cool. I I wasn't familiar with the lingo, but but now like, you've educated I, me. Thanks. Seth. I've been to record it. stores in Chicago that still carry some. Oh, that's cool. They they're just there for you to grab. And I just assumed everything was just there for me to grab, so I took a couple movies, yeah. money, person, uh, pygmy, arson, you any pygmies on you, Zach, this week. <laughs> always, I've told you, <laughs> I'm always in danger of being caught with a pygmy down my shorts. Pocket full of pocket full of pygmy. <laughs> so I went to this early listening event. We listened to the new Green Day album a week before it came out, and I am pleased to let you all know that the Green Day album in 2024. Five or six albums removed from the last pop culture Green Day mm-hmm. landmark. The new album is, it's okay. It wasn't Out awful. of 10, what would, you, what would you throw it off first listen? Well, here's the thing. Listening to it at this event, you could hear it well, but it wasn't the ideal listening. I need to listen mm-hmm. to it with my own speakers yeah. and not have people chattering around me, even though it was a cool way to listen to it. And the excitement was up because of where I was. Mm-hmm. My instant was like a six out of 10. Okay, that's fine for them. So right for now. most people, probably like a five out of ten. It was mm-hmm. certainly better than the weird black keys, yeah, type shit that they did a year yeah. ago. Um, but anyway, the cool thing was the event, and that there were a lot of like kids there. Most of the raffle stuff went to kids, and it really like healed my inner child to be at a thing like that. That if I had been fifteen, like these mm-hmm. kids. And what is Green Day if not to be there for to like make the new group of fifteen year old yeah. autistic kids angry about something? <laughs> you know, that's what they're here for. And it was cool to see that even as I'm too old now and I'm like this isn't really for me anymore as much to see people that are still doing the same exact thing I was. Mm-hmm. And the biggest moment of that for me was there was this really young, probably some type of queer, probably some type of autistic kid that had like buzzed hair and like a cool Green Day hoodie. There was. With their dad who was like a gruff type long beard and like a hat and he had his arms folded the whole time just like sussing out the whole situation <laughs> and being like, like who are these people being nice to my kid what's mm-hmm. their angle and what's this whole thing and it took me yeah. back because i'm sure if something like this had happened when i was in high school my mother would have absolutely taken me to it and would have absolutely been just as like bewildered and not trusting of what was going yeah. on but i it was cool to see that happen for kids and to as an adult heal my inner child by still showing up yeah good thing dad didn't punch you you were really really hanging around that kid a lot you kept trying to 
trying to link I kept up trying to explain like CDs. why it was important to me as a person to yeah. uh, to keep watching them ha- uh, have their interactions. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just filming so that I'm I can growing. rewatch this when I tell. I'm the growing story. as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still wearing my wristband. They gave us wristbands that say the album on it. Oh, that's cute. How, how long are you to keep it? Uh, until you collect it all your ones from this year off. and not take them off. Well, usually they don't say like anything hospital on them. bands. You know, I like this one because it actually like says what you were mm-hmm. there for on it. Most of the time, it's just a color wristband. You should save it and then get it tattooed on you. The people at the record store were so nice. At the end, they were like, we still have sheets of wristbands. Would you like a wristband that's not been unstuck? Did you take one? Yeah, but I think nice. they lost it. Oh, well, this Anything is not around your wrist. <laughs> else from your week that you'd like to touch on before we get into the good place? I listened to 21 Savage, had a new mm-hmm. album that came out called American Dream. It was fine. Second half of it was pretty good. New I'd... Green Day single called The American Dream is Killing Me. Hey, there we go. I'd give it like a, I'd probably give it like a six, six and a half out of ten. Good enough to not make you angry that you yeah, listened to it. Yeah, there were a couple it, songs that I added to a couple of playlists. But not good enough that you were like, okay, good job. Yeah, where I think he does have albums where I've been like, oh, wow, this is this is a good project. I started listening to Kid Cudi's new album. Mm-hmm. So far, so good. Very nice. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll update you next week if, if if it's still relevant to me. I meant to tell you this earlier, so I'll just touch on it quickly. I went to a comedy show, like, kind of last second. Yeah. And it was this comedian, Sabrina Wu, who was in the movie Joyride that I saw a few months ago. And nice. they're a trans, non-binary comedian. And it was a really great set, a really personal set. I thought it was really funny. And the audience was awful. Oh, and, no. And, like... Did they not know that they were coming to see a trans comedian? Probably not. Because it was a very, like, reserved, quiet, and hesitant audience. And, like, Mm. the person that opened for Sabrina was a gay guy who, like, talked about being gay. And he had all these bits that I thought were really funny about Christianity and about specifically the Creation Museum and, like, the Ark Encounter and how stupid Mm -hmm. they are. And there was, like, this table of, like, a family that clearly knew everything about the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter (laughs) that were not happy about it. They were not feeling it. And then... Light trigger warning for sensitive people. Sabrina, in their really personal set, did talk about, in high school, being the type of person that struggled with, like, cutting themselves. Mm -hmm. And that is not – that's something that I think we could probably easily think of 10 people that we knew in high school that struggled with that. And it isn't something that people really talk about that much. Mm. And I think maybe it's – it should be extra stigmatized or destigmatized in a way that keeps people talking about it. So maybe less people are secretly doing, are it, doing you know? it. Yeah. So I thought it was cool that they mentioned that. And mm-hmm. as soon as they said, because it was like part of a bigger joke about how they were in high school. Mm-hmm. They said, you know, I was like a big cutter in high school. And someone in the audience went, ugh. And Sabrina stopped and was like, I'm sorry, who just groaned? And the person stated, yeah. And Sabrina said, why did you groan at that? Why did you act that way about it? And I didn't hear what the old white lady said. I'm sure you knew it was Yikes. an old white lady before I yeah. <laughs> before I told you that it was. <laughs> they said something, and then Sabrina was like, oh, well, then I'm sorry I pulled into that, I guess. And then it was awkward for like 30 seconds, and they kind of mm-hmm. stumbled through the st- – it was just a weird night for a That's show really that I weird. thought was really funny and really personal and cool. 
So that's I too both bad. I hate that the audience was like that and liked that there are because it, it was also a trans person who used non-binary, used she/her mm-hmm. pronouns, used he/him pronouns. It was a really cool like maybe this audience of uncomfortable people like needed to be in that room, mm-hmm. whether they accepted Where it the was way it? they should Is or it not. In Indianapolis, in Bloomington, which ah. it's a college town and a pretty gay mm-hmm. college and a pretty <laughs> noteworthy. Comedy IU, place, the comedy a attic. gay college. <laughs> like, the comedy attic is this cool little comedy room that most of the comedians come to. Like, it yeah. should be more hip than what that night was, and it made me mm-hmm. sad. But something that doesn't make me sad is this episode of The Good Place. Why don't we talk about it? I really liked that. <laughs> We're talking about season four, episode four of The Good Place. It's chapter 43, Tinker, Taylor, twinkle, Demon, twinkle, Spy. Little Star. This episode was directed by the returning Morgan Sackett, who previously directed Category 55, Emergency, Doomsday Crisis in season one, Team Cockroach in season two or three? Two. Three? Two. Three. Uh, she also directed the excellent two. episode Janet's it's last two. season. Early season. And after two this, episode. does direct one more episode of the series, Patty, which is the penultimate outing of the show. So we'll talk about Morgan Sackett again later in the season. This episode was written by Cord Jefferson, and this was a realization. Okay, so Cord Jefferson wrote the episode Derek and mm-hmm. the worst possible use of free will, and this is his last writing credit on The Good Place, so I went to see what he's been up to since The Good Place, and he's been up to a lot, including uh, writing one of the films that's going to be like up for best original screenplay and shit this year. Really? What movie? It's called American Fiction. Have you heard about this movie? Yes. Yeah, Cord really Jefferson is this cool, hip, young black writer that was on The Good Place before moving on to first be a writing consultant on the HBO Watchmen show. Nice. I liked that show a lot. And then by himself, he wrote this TV movie last year or TV miniseries called Station Eleven, which I don't know a lot about, but I think won some Emmys and shit. And nice. then American Fiction is going to win Oscars. It's going to be a movie yeah, that I will watch really? because it's one of those movies. That's so, awesome. Cool. I'm glad who, it's getting who received, is it that's Will. in the lead of... Oh, um, the guy that was him. in the Hunger Games. Oh, Josh Hutchison. <laughs> yeah, it's him. Did you see the Woody news Hill. headline that Josh Hutchison said he hasn't seen any of the movies this year because he's been playing Fortnite? That's so funny. I get it. He's like, I haven't seen Oppenheimer. I haven't seen Barbie. I was playing Fortnite in my room by myself. Hey, that kid was in Zathura. He can do whatever the fuck he wants. So that's Cord Jefferson. This episode... Tinker Taylor Demon Spy originally aired on October 17th, 2019. So let's go all the way back to the last weeks of normal life back in October 17th, 2019. Let's talk about the number one movie and the number one album. We're actually not going to talk about the number one movie because it was still Joker this week. Wow. The number two movie, however, we will talk about. And let's see if you can come up with what it is. This is when I was going to see movies by myself on Mondays, so it's a good chance. This movie is an animated film that's a reboot of a beloved franchise that's had live action films, TV shows, comic Mm. strips. It's about a family. Mm -hmm. And this movie has since had a sequel. Wow. And it's a little on the spooky side. Okay, okay, okay. Hmm. Okay. Reboot. Family. Spooky. That means no, not that. 
You might have been seeing the uh, movies by yourself on Mondays this year, but this might have been a movie worth seeing on a different weekday. There was the fucking Adams Family movie. Yes, there was oh. <laughs> the number two movie. It's there's the CGI animated Adams Family movies. There's two of them. Uh, Oscar really? Isaac is Gomez, and I think are you talking Chloe... about Hotel Transylvania? I don't think no, that's but the they Adams are very Family. much like these came after the Hotel Transylvanias, and they feel like why did they make this? It just feels like Hotel Transylvania. After all, the Twitter girls started cosplaying the 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 hotel daughter from Hotel Transylvania. Oscar Isaac is Gomez, and Chloe Grace Moretz is Wednesday. And there's oh. been two of them, and one of them has a ween, like a whole scene set to a ween song. That's cool. Which song? Dancing the, because I'm dancing in the show tonight. The song that nice. it's, it's at the beginning of the mollusk. It's like a bunch mm-hmm. of kids doing like a recital to that song. That's cool. So this was the first of the two CGI Adams Family films. It was enough to get a second one. So mm-hmm. what do we think people thought of it? Let's have you start seen with Rotten do you Tomatoes. Like I have not seen these. Mm. Can't give you anything. Rotten Tomatoes. What do you think the critics thought of the Adams family? Let's let's you know what? Let's throw that tomato. Let's hit it with a 78. It is lower. Mm. Then okay, the tomato slid down a little bit on the wall, slippery uh-huh. wall. Let's throw slippery a wall. crisp 65 at it. It's still 20 lower than that at 45% from the critics. Not like a hard fall, but not much of a statement or an accepting embrace of this film from the critics on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not great. Now, what about the audience on Rotten Tomatoes, Mm -hmm. though? Uh, We tend to think this is older people, so maybe it's like families with kids would be more on Rotten Tomatoes, possibly. Do you think they like it more than the critics? I think they probably do. A lot more? Let's go 57. It's higher. Oh, 68? You are one off. Is it a nice answer? You are one off. You guess one. I'm not going to... 67. I'm not going to make your... It was 69. You are always fucking wrong when you pick when you're one off. Every time. Every time. 69 from the audience. Nice. 45 from critics on Rotten Tomatoes. So let's move over to Letterboxd. Mm -hmm. I do feel like a lot of the, you know, young adults on Letterboxd do still watch a lot of the animated movies. I mean, I certainly do. What do you think they gave The Addams Family? Do you think it's close to the 45, close to the 69, or somewhere in between or higher? I'm going to say in between, but closer to critics. Let's go 52. It's a very round number. Oh, 50. 50%. Wow. From Letterboxd. 2.5, exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. For me, Good a 2.5... Mid is my 2.5. A 2.5 is like, this movie isn't yet bad, but it's not really for me, so I'm not going to say everybody go see this movie, but if somebody liked it, I could get why. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the number one album this week, October 17th, 2019. This is a rap album. Okay. I don't know this artist super well, but I certainly know their name. And I'm going to give you the names of singles. From the okay. album. The first, the lead single from this album is just called Intro. Okay. Kind of tough, isn't it? Yeah, that's not easy to get. Do you know, do you remember any hit singles from 2019 called Intro? Now, when you say the hit singles. This was the oh, lead, the first the single from the album. Yeah, yes, actually, it's I do. Baby. It's the Baby's album, and it's his It's named after a Simpsons name. character. Uh, father from The Simpsons also has the same first yeah, name. Yeah, it's his, it's his dad's Milhouse name, I dad. think. Um, it's not Gerald. 
Nope, it's Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Kirk by Da Baby with other singles name. Bop and Vibes. I need some shit with some Bop in it. Yeah, I, yeah this album's pretty good. I you like Da Baby? Um, no. I did like he do some, some stuff? Did music. he like say bad stuff on stage? Yeah. Is he the one who was like, my fans aren't gay in the yeah, middle of a concert? About AIDS. That's yeah. why I know his name. My fans don't have AIDS. Yeah. Such a weird thing. Gay such AIDS. a weird yeah. thing to say. Specifically the gay AIDS. Um, yeah. And then he like Kirk had beef with JoJo Siwa. And there was a really that? joke. This is before that. Okay. I hope. Because <laughs> I listen to this shit a lot. He uh, had beef with JoJo Siwa and everyone was just mm-hmm. laughing because she's taller than him. He's very short. I remember this too. I knew I knew the name, for, mm-hmm. but I didn't know his music, and now yeah. I know why. Okay, so let's Maybe talk about what people thought of this album. I'm mm-hmm. assuming first we're gonna look at all music. I yeah. imagine this rating would be pre-controversy, right? Mm-hmm. Out of five, mm-hmm. maybe to the first. He might have gone and bombed him after the fact. What so do you think? Let's let's give it a uh, two point four. You're one decimal off. Let's see if you can redeem yourself with the second 2. guess. 2.3. 2.5 on God all music. damn it every time. 2.5 out of 5. Mm. I went with all music because Rolling Stone proved why they're the worst with their rating on this album. They gave it the same rating they give everything. Out of 10, a 7? No, out of 5, a 4. Oh, yeah. It's just always 4s out of 5s when they don't mm-hmm. have anything to say, I feel like. What about Rate Your Music? This is the letterboxed of music. Mm-hmm. This is people can add their rating to this at any time. Maybe it got yeah. review bombed. Or also maybe it got like alt-right review appraised. Uh, all sorts of things could happen with an artist that's steeped in controversy like that. That's true. Where do you think Rate Your Music sets on Kirk? It's out of 5 to the second decimal point. 3.84. That's a little kind of you. It's lower. 2.9 even it's a 2.53 okay so about the same just about at all music the 2.5 yep. yeah it's fine and that I, was it, what was going on yeah. on october 17th 2019 but i don't think either the adams family or kirk by the baby were as big a pop culture landmark as bum, bum, tinker bum, taylor bum, demon bum, spy bum, bum, was bum, on this bum, same day bum, 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 and let's bum, kick bum, off our conversation bum, of this episode bum, of the bum, good place bum, with bum. the segment you know it you love it You've been holding the piss in your bladder for it. It's time to find out. Did Steven watch the episode this week? Because I am the baby. I flex and I show him a grill and I take it a duh, duh. He does that a lot in the video. He goes. I feel like the types of things the baby said about AIDS makes me not going to be surprised in the future when we find out he's had it this whole time. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay. You've got 20 seconds on the clock. How do you think you can, this isn't a bottle episode, but it's a very contained like stage play episode of the good place. How do you feel about getting it all in, in 20 seconds? You know, Zach, I really don't know. Yeah. I, you never I, do. I really do was enjoying I don't know this why episode. I yeah. I, I was really enjoying this episode. Sure. It's a really enjoyable episode. It's but really I think a good because one. I was enjoying it, I might not be able to re- recant its goings on as much. I'm just looking. I'm like peeking at my trivia, saying what the hell happened this week. But I guess we'll. <laughs> I guess we'll. I'm just gonna we'll go find with out. my heart and see how much I get. I'm probably gonna miss some stuff, sure. But I think as long as I get the big beats, my good old buddy Zach will give me the big sweets. You know what that means. <laughs> you say you recant. I say you re. Can, Steven. <laughs> On go. Are you ready? Yes, I'm going to close my eyes. Okay. 
<laughs> Three, two, one, go. They're playing charades, which results in Cheaty drawing a horse monster that comes to life and scares everybody. Then they want to work harder, but Michael's like, no, let's have a sleepover. And then Glenn shows up on a train and says that that's not Michael, that's Vicky in a Michael suit. They do a bunch of stuff to figure out that Michael lied a lot of times, so they might not believe him. But in the end, it was actually Janet that Stop. was bad and replaced. Here, you tried to cover ground, but the first part of that was just awful. You didn't need to Too mention- Too much time about the charades? You didn't need to mention that at all, I don't think. Like, that would have been like icing on the cake, because that's not what really the, the charades? plot. That's all before Did the theme song. Did you hear anything that I said? What do you mean? I literally said they're playing charades, which ends in Cheaty drawing a horse monster that comes to life and scares everybody. That's I'm the saying... first fucking thing I said. I was saying you didn't need to say that, Stephen. Not oh, that you I needed you're saying to say. I didn't say I it. I said you spent way too much time on that <laughs> and then rushed through like all the important stuff from the episode. And you did not get, I'm not going to give you the Janet thing at the end. I said at least that it ended up being Janet. My clock stopped at 23 seconds. I am thinking, no, you didn't. That's not on me. What I'm saying is if I took away those three seconds because I said stop as you were saying Janet's really bad, I don't think you even got like There's the first There's a Zoom delay, pal. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, but I start the one when you're talking. So it's the same 20 seconds for me, friend. Regardless, I think that was bad. We can fight about this all you want, but you know, you know I'm the one with the power <laughs> in this relationship. I don't think that was good. And I think... Regardless of if you got what you say you got or not, I think that it took you to like the last five seconds to then go into like hyperdrive to try to get some shit out. Doesn't bode well for a grade, which is going to be a D plus. Wow. Shocking. I thought I did better than that. Yeah. Well, you didn't. <laughs> Sound off in the comments. Should we watch Abominable? How many is enough? And <laughs> did Steven do better than a D plus? And fuck the abominable stuff. Just, just tell me that. Uh, Does tell the me baby have right. HIV AIDS? <laughs> Let's do some trivia. I've got a few more questions in the last couple weeks, but I don't know. You've been doing a lot lately. Yeah, I've, I've got uh, probably between 10 to 12 for you. I've got nine. Go first. What did John write his college thesis on? <laughs> don't end your sentences and prepositions, people. This was 530 in the morning. <laughs> The butterfly back tattoo. Whose? Yeah. Mariah Carey. Yeah. Mariah Carey's butterfly lower back tattoo. I got that right. Mm -hmm. It's not a tramp stamp. It's a champ stamp. Whom? Champion. Is on each Pictionary team. Um, You have John Yu, John, and Tahani. Yes. And then you have... Uh, why can't I think of Simone Chidi mm -hmm. mm -hmm. and his name is Brent? Yes, great job. Woo, I, I love that they Brent. had the 2019 meme format to Hani and John and Gianu yeah. shirts. That I thought great. that was fun. Mm -hmm. I would wear that. We should get a Zach and Steven and Gooby shirt. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy to include Goob. Yeah, your turn. <clears throat> Why would Brent kill Daisy? Because he's killed a lot of horses? I will accept that, even though it's I not shouldn't. the exact wording. Because he shot a lot of a lot race of show horses. horses. Race, race horses, horses. Is, okay. is kind of the punchline. That's okay. It's okay. A lot of broken legs. What does Brent guess that Cheaty's drawing is of? 
Don't end your sentences with the prepositions, folks. Um, shit. He guesses. I don't remember. Broccoli with teeth. Broccoli with teeth. Fair guess. Sounds terrifying. Mm-hmm. What I've did Brent tales. stop saying? Um, I remember the joke. I, I, I'm just going to guess daddy likey, but I don't think that's right. I'm going to give it to you. It's daddy wow. like. Mm-hmm. Whoa, cool. Yeah. Very yeah. nice. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. What does Michael suggest they do to clear their brains? Two Have a sleepover um, and we can talk about boys. No, uh, he doesn't call it a sleepover. Slumber party. Slumber party. And before he says slumber party, he says that they could. Chillax. Watch a movie. Watch a movie. I see. What does Glenn ask for to drink? Uh, pig urine. Hot. Can you be more specific? Warm. Warm pig urine. A glass of warm pig urine. A glass of hot pig urine. On answer number six, Zach, you did get a hot glass of pig urine. Well, I'll if you gave me you. the other ones, I think I gave I know, you enough I've been, on I've the just, first try to... I've been just giving you. I've been just yeah. dishing them just out give. to you today. Kindness, your turn. You always take. It's finally time for you <laughs> to give. Oh, boy, do I. <laughs> a, lot a lot of people, people give, give. Stephen. <laughs> How many times does Jason pull, or that's exactly what he wants us to think? Three? Rule of threes, baby. Hey, you got oh, it. Comedy comes in threes. Uh, what did people used to yell at Jason? <laughs> Three things. You didn't pay for that. You can't be in here. He's flatlining. Is that close? You got two or three. Two or really? three. Yeah, we were also looking for what do you plead? Oh, what do you plead? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not what are you Almost. doing here? <laughs> Your turn. What does Derek pop back in to grab for chime time? His sex diaper. Nope, the different one. This is oh, after that. Oh, the magnetized handcuffs. No, after that too. It's the after feathers? everybody leaves, it's just Michael in the room, and then he comes back in and says, chime time. I've got to grab oh. this because it's chime time. Fuck, what was that? Was it like an umbrella? It looks like a like the steering wheel of a boat, except it's made out of like whisks, like kitchen whisks. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, it was very interesting. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is a lying trickster who just looks like your friend called? A real Mary Kate. I'm going to give you a shot uh, because I think this is an important thing. Instead uh-huh. of real, try a different word. The old Mary Kate Olsen. Are we looking for... Uh, I'm going to huh? keep giving them to you, Zach. We're looking for a classic nice. Mary classic. Kate Olsen. Okay. What mixes best with pig urine? <sighs> Jason says Coconut just immediately. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, how many chimes are on Derek's sex diaper? Just like three. There are three, yeah. Rule of threes. Comedy does come in threes. threes. Mm -hmm. How tall is Michael really? This is one of my questions, I think. Is he 6,000 feet or 60,000 feet? 6,000. Nice. What does Janet compare the skin suit to? To what does Janet compare (laughs) the skin suit? Uh, To a really complicated bra? Yeah. Is that the word? Complicated? Mm -hmm. You ever tangled with a bra you couldn't best, Zach? I've never met one that I can. <laughs> <laughs> I just stopped wearing them. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't figure it out. At the end of the day, like, ah! Had to go across the street for help. I'm stuck. <laughs> it's me again. It happened again. <laughs> just keep the pliers. 
<laughs> don't keep coming every time. What is on Glenn's demon certificate? His real name. Uh, this is right I before he's the joke. It's like you're something oozing out of your blank or like nah. stuffed your can't even something get it close stuffed to you. in your no. something. You remember the line, but you don't remember any of the words. Snakes yeah. pour forth from his anus, and right as he says anus, nice. he goos. Nice. What are the stages mm -hmm. of demon That's my growth. last question. Let me see if I can remember. Mm -hmm. Larva. Mm -hmm. Swamp monster? No. Snake monster? No. Okay, we'll skip that one and I'll see if I can get the <laughs> rest. Come back to it, yeah. And now I'm stuck on the rest of them because I'm still pissed about what just happened. Mm -hmm. I know the rest of them. I know it ends with demon. I know social media CEO is before mm -hmm. that. And I'm missing like two. There are two You're more. Three that you've and, not well, attempted yet. The one that I messed up on and two others. No, the one you messed up on and three others. Okay, okay, we're cool, we're fine, we're, we're not stressing, fine. we're blessed, not stressed. You got, you got three of them. Stress, not depressed. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I'm gonna look down and be like, oh shit, ball of tongues. I should have remembered that yeah. spooky little girl and teenage boy. I should have remembered mm -hmm. that. And it was slug, slug monster. monster. Yeah. I just, yeah, that it, tripped me up and I couldn't think. It's okay. okay. All the groups. voices in my head were yelling in perfect All harmony. Said, Zach, you, you fucking said, asshole. You don't know anything. And I couldn't figure All it out. The you said, All the things you said running through my head. That was my last question. So I've got going. one more for you. Great. What was Janet's next plan? Specifically Janet, bad. Like bad Janet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, to make Tahani give herself an asymmetrical haircut. Yeah. Yeah, at Funny least line. I redeemed myself a little. You did. You got the last one. Good job, The buddy. weight of getting all the questions right that one week or two weeks will never it, When you have a dissuade. brush with fame, you're always yeah. chasing the paparazzi, right? You exactly. want that. You want the flashes. You want the the scandal. You want the intrigue. You want the leaked sex tape again. I've written so many TMZ articles about myself <laughs> just to give them when I get famous. You Do you follow them around and you're like, hey, hey, hey. Hey, TMZ, why aren't I paying my child support? <laughs> I hope I don't do something crazy. Let's talk about the episode because I it. think this is probably, as an episode, my favorite episode of the season so far. I remember this episode really well. I really like the small scale of the setting, but the big scale of the weight. And mm -hmm. I also like the twist at the end. I remembered yeah. so much of this episode, but was still able to be re-surprised when Jason solves it Absolutely. at the end. And all of a sudden, everything changes in your mind. And then watching the episode a second time to take notes and really watching Janet and also thinking back to the last episodes mm -hmm. where we were like, Janet handles this scene really well. She's doing so well. When it was bad Janet the whole time, yeah. I think you had forgotten that, right? I had you forgotten that. Did you you said last week, I think I remember what happens next. Did you was it very different from what you remembered? I remembered all the Michael stuff. Didn't remember mm -hmm. the uh Janet. The Janet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah, that that's a fun, fun twist. And it makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, it does. So what did you think about this episode going back and watching it? I liked this episode a lot. I Me think too. that it we had kind of talked about how the stakes, there was no urgency to the stakes because they had like a year, but a year in TV time could be 10 seasons, it could be two episodes, you know, so... In the case of How I Met Your Mother, three days could be 28 episodes. Exactly. So, yeah, wedding. I think they do a great job of raising the urgency again. This feels totally. like when we were in the first 
two seasons and there was something drastic was going to happen that could change everything. You know, we're two seconds from this experiment being reset. Mm -hmm. Or two seconds from Michael being totally out of the... Yeah. Yeah. So I think that it really does a good job at really switching up the pace of this season is also setting up something that we don't really know how it's going to go, but it's exciting to see what's going to happen next. I think this is a really good episode, and I agree with you, top one of the season for me so far. I think sometimes it's fun when you get to watch characters freak out about something, try to figure something out, and the audience is already in on the secret. Mm -hmm. But sometimes it's fun when we know just as much as the characters trying to figure out what's going on, which is what happens here. And again, The Good Place does that really well. You think you know where it's going to go. You think, okay, well, Michael is, and they've been bringing up the Michael suit for so long. It must be, and Glenn's changed his mind. You find out, well, yeah, Glenn did kind of change his mind, but he maybe didn't have the whole picture, or was he trying to sow chaos? Well, that's... That's what confused me because... Okay, well, then let's get to that when we get to it. I I have a question about that that continuity-wise because there's a line that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Anything else before we start diving in? Any any grand sweeping thoughts? No. Okay. The episode starts with a really funny scene, and the way that this episode started, I almost thought, am I watching the wrong episode? Is this like an episode farther? I don't know why, but Mm. something about the beginning of this episode, maybe because of the way that the humans are all on a team together, made me feel like I had missed something. And then I I even looked up, is this this the right episode or not? (laughs) But I really like the scene where the gang is gathering to play Magic Pictionary. And Tahani is clearly drawing a butterfly, but that's not the answer. John's the one who guesses, oh, Mariah Carey's lower back butterfly (laughs) tattoo and michael says well look because you guessed correctly look at what's going to happen and a cgi butterfly beautifully elegantly gracefully flies off the page and lands on jason's shoulder what did you think about this versus the the cgi ants last week much better job with the butterfly this week terrifying if that were real because that thing's fucking it's massive Yeah. yeah i'd be a little nervous around it john no not john was it john or brent i think I think you were wrong. I think John is the one that wrote his college thesis on the back tattoo. That's what I said. I thought you said Brent. No. I had other Brent questions. Roll the tape. I read, what did John write his college thesis on? That's what's written in my notes. Okay. (laughs) Every problem that they're going to solve will have to do with one of the humans' time on Earth as an icebreaker, as a way for them to Mm -hmm. all bond, get to know each other better. I'm thinking especially like Chidi and Simone, who are new soulmates, getting to learn about their time on Earth. It's been at least three weeks since we last Mm -hmm. saw. Which is why the beginning of the episode feels that way. They did let a little time pass and just dropped us in. Mm hmm. So the blue team's up, and it's Chidi's turn to go draw. (laughs) Brent says, go get him, Chippy. (laughs) But Chidi's worried instantly, like, the pressure. Do you get worried? You you feel like you're tailor-made for these types of party games. Whether you draw well or not, you're comfortable to get in front of everybody and do a thing and try to win and yeah, take I draw advantage really poorly, of your time. But I would have a lot of fun playing. Like I, I, I enjoy myself playing games like this. But I definitely have friends and understand the clamming up and having nothing to say and nothing to draw when it's suddenly time to... I get it, and that's what Chidi does here. You know, Zach, here's, here's what I wish... You know, especially being like in management now, I get more frustrated. Remember the kids in class Mm -hmm. that didn't want to answer questions because it Mm -hmm. wasn't cool to answer Mm -hmm. questions? 
I think that that and then <laughs> oh, being no. so nervous to answer a question uh-huh. are, are, you know, stem from a similar anxietal fear type thing oh, yeah. sometimes, right? And, I, and anxiety is a scary thing. But, you know, I think everyone should not be afraid of looking foolish because we're all oh, absolutely. Jokes, you know, be silly. It's okay to be bad at something. That's all right, world. This is this is my message from my heart to yours, listeners. Argentina, so right. America, Czechoslovakia, some parts of England that didn't outlaw us after my little outburst about the queen. That's why I don't care how cringy it is that I went to a Green Day album release party yeah. in 2024. I am free. I'm free of cringe. Being cringe is fun. It's more fun than not being cringe or being worried about being perceived as cringe. Everybody's cringe. Everybody's cringe. Everything that you like sucks. Mm-hmm. So be cool with it. That was actually on a banner at the Green Day album listen party. <laughs> we know what this is. <laughs> <laughs> and so do you. No flash photography. But Chidi, of course, he's worried. He's going to buckle mm-hmm. under the pressure. And as time begins and he just stammers and hesitates through like the first half of his minute. Brent saying, just start drawing, my brother. And Simone <laughs> no, going, no, 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 no. <laughs> then Chidi does start drawing, but he only has 30 seconds left already. Uh, Simone guesses submarine. Brent guesses broccoli with teeth. And then Simone figures it out, kind of like, oh, it's a horse. Oh, my childhood pony, Daisy. And because she guessed it right, the horse comes to life. But it's <laughs> Chidi's li- Like whenever you see someone took... Uh, like children's drawings of animals and made yeah. them look hyper realistic. That's exactly what this is. And this is one of my favorite CGI bits that the good place That's has great. ever done. I laughed so loud when it came to life and started charging toward them and is like flopping around and <laughs> looks so bad and like the the feet look horrifying and yeah, focusing on certain parts funny. of it. I thought it was really, really great. The monster horse comes to life. You made a freaking Frankenstein, man. <laughs> Brent's in like 20 seconds of this episode. Be still funny in a couple yeah, of seconds. Is. Eleanor rushes everyone off and Brent starts offering to kill it. Everyone's freaking out and the horse like charges forward and eats the beautiful, graceful butterfly that (laughs) that Tahani summoned. Cut to Eleanor, Michael, Jason, and Janet, the people that are in the know of the experiment, Mm -hmm. walking into Mindy's to address the disaster that just went down. Eleanor's not sure how it all went wrong. And Jason says, well, maybe it's because Brent got wasted. We should have cut him off. Maybe one of your first subtle Janet gives of the episode. She says, no, mm-hmm. no one gets cut off in the good place. If he asks for a beer, I give him a beer. I'm just, <laughs> this is more real Janet saying, I'm just yeah. glad he stopped asking me to go to dinner so we could discuss my career. <laughs> but honestly, it does make sense knowing that Janet is bad Janet, some of the ways that Janet mm-hmm. has been enabling Brent. Just like if you go back and watch the first season of the show, knowing mm-hmm. that it's the bad place you catch things. I feel like if you started the fourth season over right now, the second that it's that, you know, every Janet scene is different now. Yeah. Yes. Just like every Michael scene. And I wonder if there was some thought on them to be like, well, this is our final season. How can we pull that trick again in a smaller way? Yeah. And this is how they got to, and they do. Obviously it's not the high of that one, but it works and you Mm -hmm. are surprised. So you're right. It's been three weeks. And three weeks since they've had any successful activities. Yeah. But Michael says, you know, let's relax a little. Uh, We got Brent to stop saying daddy likes, so that's something. But Eleanor can just feel that something's off and it makes sense. And it also makes sense that you might question whether Michael's really him, how like chill and relaxed he is when he's not always like that. Well, and I think just the the fact that he had the freak out 
at the very beginning would make, and now he's make just so me chill. question things. Yeah, and now he's super calm, Michael, which yeah. is weird. So Eleanor suggests they brainstorm all night and they figure this out. But Michael, no, he wants to spend a night blowing off steam, having a slumber party. And before they can solve any problems, an alarm sounds off to let them know that there's an unknown train arriving. Now, let's let's get into the science of this for a second. Okay. Zach, we're in a magical place. No, I don't think the the horse would be able to support the neck. I think it would fall. <laughs> I think it would break and snap. It- what but the fact that there's a message that says like unknown train arriving tells me there's some sort of sensor, some sort of checkpoint in mm-hmm. which you pass that in the train and it alerts Janet. Yes. Now what this means, because that that he arrived on is not a train, it was a cart. Uh, you know, a cart. Um which means that the good place train alert system does not operate on any sort of magic or whimsy it's just a sensor, like a sensor. that you drive yeah. over and it's like and oh, this i think must that's why we're seeing this because bad janet wouldn't let us see this i think this is a yeah. different like neighborhood system thing mm. i i mean sure it's probably powered through janet in some way but i don't think it's specifically yeah. janet telling them that something's coming i do think you're right that it's some type mm. of sensor but if you're asking that question also, why I are they not all over the place the line that i didn't understand so and i will explain it later but I Great. just under my Can't mind wait. just clicked it. Little I got tease. It. Keep listening, mm-hmm. folks. Don't Ooh. don't turn that dial. Don't switch on, over to office, ladies. There. Steven's got something to say <laughs> later. They rush to the train station to see the push cart, and it's coming to a creeping halt. A uh, shadowy hooded figure stepping off. Michael's demanding that he shows himself, and after he kind of like struggles with his glasses and takes the hood off, we see it's Glenn. And this was an episode where I felt like watching and getting into the selection. Mm-hmm. kind of made a difference a little bit sure, because we've seen so much more of a different connection to Glenn and we've seen so much of Sean being mean specifically to him. Yeah, makes it more believable. They're all stressed because a demon's here, but Glenn lets them know that nobody knows he's here and he wants to tell them something, but he needs to tell it to Eleanor by himself because it might be awkward socially if he says in front of everyone, mm-hmm. it'll be uncomfortable. But Eleanor says, like you always do, well, anything you can say in front of me, you can say in front of my girlfriend, Stella. Okay. You had sex with my sister last night. Stella, oh my gosh. Shh. What's wrong with you, man? (laughs) And he says, that's not Michael. That's Vicky the demon in a Michael suit. And she's sabotaging your experiment. You see, it's it's uncomfortable. They take Glenn back to Mindy's to be able to interrogate him while they settle this. And Glenn is really chill and just, oh, okay, well, you know, if it's not any trouble, I'd like a little glass of hot pig urine or whatever urine. I'm not picky. <laughs> and then Eleanor also takes Michael to the side to figure this out, where Michael instantly starts pleading that he, he's himself. Glenn is lying. It's really me. You can trust me. And Eleanor, who is playing 3D chess already, mm-hmm. says to Michael, no, okay, buddy, I trust you, but I'm going to make Glenn think I don't trust you so he can see yeah. what's actually going on. But of course she doesn't trust Michael instantly. This could be true, just as much as Glenn see, lying I think she still trusts him here. I think that she is aware that it's a possibility. Sure, but I think it's not until, you know, she is given reason to not trust Michael that she starts that she to really starts saying him. it to him. I That's think fair. she has no you reason think she's not to say ahead I of that trust game. You. You I think, think she's that, a little bit. That I do Arizona think she's a little native bit. Eleanor Shellstrop is ahead of the game. I think she might think. Well, regardless of if there's you think any the truth to this, states own Eleanor Shellstrop. 
I think she thinks until I know exactly what's going on with Glenn, I should make mm-hmm. Michael feel okay. Yeah, that's fair. I just saw, speaking of Eleanor Shellstrop, uh, the woman that played her mom was in an episode of Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Yeah. Just keep you up on the Grey's, Grey's chat. Just a little good place connection. When Michael sees that Eleanor is just pretending not to trust him, he says, I like the way you think, Shellstrop. I mean, I hate the way you think, Shellstrop. <laughs> Did he see that? Is he looking? He's not buying it? He's not looking? Ted Danson's so funny. He is. He's very, very funny. No matter what, it never stops being funny. Kind mm-hmm. of in the same way that Jason never stops being funny. Yeah. I think this is a great Jason one-liner episode. I think this is one of the better Jason just gives fun one-liners the whole episode mm-hmm. totally. type things. Glenn's going to tell them anything they want to know. And he even suggests that they call the judge. Which, of course, brings the baggage of, well, if we could call the judge, everything started over, and maybe that's just what you want. Maybe we shouldn't call the judge. Maybe Eleanor that's wants what he to... wants us to do. Eleanor wants to figure this out themselves with some questions first. Jason says, yeah, like if you're a devil, how come you're not wearing Prada? <laughs> and Eleanor <laughs> throws him. really hard. Even funnier, Eleanor throws a caramel at him to distract him, and he starts <laughs> unwrapping the candy and eating it. <laughs> Tahani asks Glenn, you know, why did you go from the type of person who's flattening penises to being this person who's deflecting and helping us? He says, well, actually, one of my jobs was to reinflate the penises so then they could be flattened. But that's beside the point. He says something that's very believable, that he's been doing this forever. The system has always told him that humans are bad and irredeemable. Mm -hmm. But I'm starting to not believe that anymore. And also, he's so sick of how much Sean abuses him as a worker and how mean he is to him. Jason sits down. This is a funny line. That was your trivia question. I feel your dog. I was yelled at my whole life. People were always like, you didn't pay for that. And how do you plead? He's flatlining. Clear. <laughs> Eleanor asks if that's Vicky, then what's the bad place's plan? And Glenn says clearly, you know, what else? To sow chaos, to turn them against each other, to ruin the experiment. It doesn't have any deeper meaning than that. They just literally say, this will fuck shit up. Let's send the old lady to punch them in the face. Glenn says, I can prove it, and pulls out these photos showing Michael in the bad place, saying that that's proof that Vicky was in the suit. But it's not mm-hmm. exactly foolproof. It's just no, Michael. just going like... But Glenn <laughs> the knows they're real. Really because he helped make the suit. Mm-hmm. So we get a flashback. This is one of the first confirmed this isn't something Glenn's making up because we go back yeah. to see the flashback. They couldn't quite figure out how to make the suit contain a demon's essence. So Vicky has to wear her Vicky suit and then the Michael suit over it. And Chandra says, oh, you're the worst, Glenn. Vicky's getting ready to put on the suits. She's going to be so annoyed if she melts. And then the Michael suit in a really cool effect like apparates over her. Yeah, it's cool. Good it special effects. Neat. Especially with their height difference, it could have looked kind of weird and broken, but it looked really good. Every moment we've gotten Ted playing Vicky in the suit and just the moment at the end of last season and then the moment here is so funny when Mm -hmm. starts like moving around and Ted's like... Yeah. Pretty well made. I can really feel all the musty skin folds and and the, the dangly bits. Sean says that the voice is perfect. And it's so perfect that he wants to punch him in the face. (laughs) But Glenn isn't sure this is okay. We've seen a couple times that he's starting to have some doubts about all of this. Mm -hmm. And he says, what are you guys going to use this for? And Sean says, oh, what are you guys going to use this for? Shut up, Glenn. (laughs) The voice that he uses, they're like, what are you guys going to shut up, Glenn? It's it's so (laughs) funny. He's just such a great actor. Because he's got the same demeanor and cadence all the time. So for him to break it and do this silly voice. But they're ready. They're going to get Michael spiraling using this. 
Meanwhile, Eleanor thinks she's catching Glenn in a lie because Michael would have told them about this. If there's a Michael suit and they're going to torture people with it, he would tell them. Michael says, yep, absolutely. And Glenn says, well, you know, you could just like look at Janet's phone <laughs> records and see the phone call. I lied. They did call me. <laughs> they did call me. That's true. <laughs> Michael explains himself and apologizes. He says, I have an explanation. And Glenn says, yeah, he's Vicky. Call the judge. Jason's not smart, but he's smart when he says, or is this exactly what you want us to do? Mm -hmm. I think he's just like seen people say that in movies. And that's why he's saying it. Absolutely. (laughs) Glenn says, yes, it is. It is what I want you to do. Exactly. (laughs) Tahani is thinking they should call the judge. It seems like Glenn is telling the truth. And Eleanor says, no, if we do that, it'll get the experiment reset. So mm-hmm. that should be a last-ditch effort because this way we still have Chidi, we still have yeah. Michael, if we have Michael, and everything keeps going on. We can try to figure this out without the judge like Michael used to do so many times. Mm-hmm. So she's going to keep Glenn and Michael to separate rooms so they have time to figure it out. And Michael says, oh, he's trying to be fake still. And <laughs> like he's in on the joke with Eleanor. I'm very upset about this development sarcastically but then eleanor says no you're not off the hook you go over there yeah oh i'm very upset about this development he says again (laughs) so eleanor asks jason and tahani what they should do and they aren't really that much help (laughs) jason says i say we trust michael he's our friend tahani says i say we trust glenn he might just be a trickster that looks like our friend the classic mary kate olsen which i didn't know mary kate was the uh was the trickster of the two well known yes how do you think that Mary Kate and Ashley feel that their younger sister Elizabeth has probably made more money than they did in their career. I don't think that's true. Maybe like she's in got a year, Marvel money, buddy. Yeah, but they've got forty years of residuals money. That's true. They're not getting and shit like for Fuller fashion House. line money. And, they like, name brand money. And, like, back in the day when there were, like, all the Mary Kate and Ashley movies, TV shows, books... I think maybe their sister made more money than they did that year, but I don't think more than their whole career. Are you but kidding inflation. me? Inflation. Are you kidding me? Well, you yeah, actually, if you inflate, if you account for inflation, they would have made more money back then than originally. That just makes I'm not, it more I'm just in their favor. Dollars. I'm not. I'm not changing. I'm saying because of inflation, uh-huh. Elizabeth's getting way more buckaroonies in one year. We can talk about the Olsons later, Stephen. This is not for now. We've had this fight. Career earnings for all the Olsen girls. I know everything Olsen. Don't even try. (laughs) You're the all-seeing eye. Eleanor, (laughs) that was really funny. I was going to move past it and I have to give you credit for it. Thank you. I was going to be shattered if that didn't at least get like a snicker. But when it doesn't, it's always a nice moment in the podcast when I go back and listen to it. But that one I did hear actively, even as I'm moving forward, and I had to give you a flower, a single rose Thank petal you. for that joke. Your scrap, sir. Eleanor is able to admit, you know, Michael's been acting kind of weird, and he keeps deflecting my ideas, like when he suggested to do a slumber party instead of working. And Jason says, well, to be fair to Mike, slumber parties do rule. And Jason isn't sure why they should trust Glenn. He's a demon. But Eleanor gives Glenn credit and says, well, sometimes demons can turn good. We've seen it happen with Michael. Mm-hmm. Jason says, okay, so then it's decided. We trust both of them. <laughs> and Eleanor says, okay, predictably, this is unhelpful. And they go back to talking to the two guys. So they confine Michael to one of the rooms and they start to poke around at the room that they're in and all of this weird stuff that's being used to decorate it. Mm-hmm. Eleanor picks up a pair of fuzzy handcuffs and asks if they're weapons. And then as she does that, Derek pops in. And it's been <laughs> a minute since we've seen Derek. Yeah. 
did not since he he was murdered. Was that this season or was that yeah, the end that of last? Season. That was the begin, like one of the first two episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we haven't seen him in a second. He pops in to let Eleanor know that those are my special magnet handcuffs that make me feel silly when me and Mindy are playing upstairs, downstairs, Derek. <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe after the podcast, we can play a little upstairs, downstairs, Derek. We that's should when, play some upstairs, downstairs, Derek. That's when Steven and I both pleasure ourselves from different mm-hmm. floors of a building yeah. and see if we can hear through the cracks. We always can. <laughs> and so can all of our neighbors and roommates. <laughs> Jason tells Derek to get out of here, but Derek tries to bury the hatchet. He says, you know, I've been I've been rebooted so many times and I've been evolved. I'm past any feelings of jealousy. He's taking the high Derek. <laughs> and then Eleanor picks up a, a wind chiming chastity belt is what I thought it looked like at first, but it's not. It's weirder somehow. And Derek says, oh, I know that sound. Looks like someone found my sex diaper. I'll leave you guys alone to live that dipe life. <laughs> <laughs> not a sponsor, my inner baby. Not a sponsor. So then Derek pops away and Eleanor and Jason do like a hot potato with the chime dipe. They like throw it back and forth, not wanting to mm. hold it. And Eleanor asks Michael, okay, if you're yourself, if you're our friend, explain yourself. Tell us why. And he says, yes, okay, I'm Michael. And he starts to explain all of the lies that he's been doing, why he lied about Sean calling them, why mm-hmm. he lied about the suit. And he was talked into by Sean to thinking that he can't tell anybody because it'll just be used against him. They'll just erase their mind. What do you think? Do you think Michael is right for not telling them or do you think no. he should have told the truth? I think he should have told the truth because sure, totally. it'll get erased, but they'll know now. So at least like they know. This that's wouldn't a- have happened. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I think that especially the fact that it caused Michael's freak out. I think it's pretty major. Yeah. That would have been a nice like, hey, sorry, I freaked out. This is what happened. I'm just really anxious about this experiment. And Eleanor would be like, OK, that makes sense. Eleanor says, well, only a month ago you pretended to freak out. Michael says, well, that was a lie, too. <laughs> everything's a lie it's like running into someone and saying so great running into you we should get together sometime or all of instagram <laughs> which is very true except i feel like yours isn't a lie because it's just you guys dancing and that's literally what you do all the time yeah i don't post yeah. very often but when i do it's usually me and danny doing something that we do doing something doing what lovers do so Eleanor recasts what's going on. The bad place made a Michael suit. Michael freaked out, didn't tell them, and then later lied to Eleanor about why he freaked out. And then Tahani calls out also another lie about Sean having called you. And Michael says, but that lie was just to cover up all the other lies. So that's okay, right? <laughs> At some point, it's just one lie. Mm-hmm. I forget who says this, but someone just says, what? I think maybe <laughs> Eleanor. Probably. Michael says that Sean must have sent Glenn to undermine the trust that they have in him and to get the experiment restarted. But now that they have all of these lies floating around, Eleanor is totally unsure if she can trust Michael at all. And she calls a group huddle for the people that she knows she can trust. Does this include Janet at this time? Mm. Or is it just Jason Tahani? I don't know. Because when does she ask Janet if she can make a truth detector? That's in detector. a second, but I don't I don't think it's in the huddle. I think after they mm. leave the huddle, she calls to Janet. Maybe Janet's not in it. And Derek pops into the room to grab his weird whisk sex toy for chime time. And then he chime pops time. away. Eleanor then, yes, asks Janet to make a demon lie detector. But Janet is kind of, well, yeah, I don't know. The Janet babies are really draining me. And putting down the horse blob drained me emotionally. I really liked this line. <laughs> 
I just had to put down Daisy the horse blob, which was exhausting, emotionally and physically. She fought back, I won't get into details. I had to twist her head off, sorry. No more details. She did thrash, she thrashed. Sorry. And Eleanor suggests maybe we get Glenn drunk. We find out what mixes well with pig urine. We get some coconut rum and get him drunk. And Eleanor says that won't work to get a demon to tell the truth. But Janet will try the lie detector thing mm -hmm. because now bad Janet is thinking, oh shit, they might figure something out. Yeah. This might go poorly for me. I'm gonna make a demon exploder, not a lie detector. Michael calls out all of a sudden from the other room. Oh, oh damn it. Everyone's like, what's going on in there? I touched the dang diaper. <laughs> okay, we'll go back in your room. And so he's well, in his room. that's a suspicious ass thing. Is they were like, stay in here, don't leave. And 30 mm. seconds later, Michael walks out the door. Michael you know? does do some suspicious stuff. Mm. Absolutely. But he, which is smart it's writing reframed. to make the audience think, you know, okay, well, wow, maybe there is a lot of weird shit going on. And there has been weird stuff going on with Michael, even if mm -hmm. it's not that he's a demon in a suit. He's been kind of acting rogue like he always does. Yeah. The gang goes back to confront Glenn. Eleanor still thinks or says that she thinks that he's forking with them, just like how Linda getting caught was them sending someone to mess with them. But Glenn yeah. reveals more information, and we learn here that the punching demon was always meant to be caught. Maybe that's why mm -hmm. Chris was acting so horribly. It yeah. was just supposed to be a diversion so they could set up this train switch. It's not exactly what really happened here, but we see visualized, as Glenn tells them, they used this train switch to get real Michael out and switch him to the Vicky suit when they were getting rid of Chris and having him sent back mm -hmm. to the bad place. And Glenn says he saw when Chris got back to the bad place, he was celebrating with Sean. Why would mm -hmm. they be celebrating if it went poorly? Exactly. At the end of that flashback, you hear Sean go, man, I love a good sabotage. <laughs> Jason again. Or is that exactly what you want us to think? But Eleanor's starting to believe this, I think. Yeah, absolutely. She starts to say, well, yeah, I thought the puncher was weird and I told Michael that and he dismissed it. Mm -hmm. So they leave Glenn there to reassess. I really love this episode. They're just going back and forth and how we're along the ride just well, as I much as Well, I think the them. characters are smart in the episode, too. Sometimes with stuff like this, they dumb characters, deductive reasoning sure. down for the sake of stretching it out. But I think in this one, they're they're like, oh, no, that makes sense. Well, that doesn't. Well, that, oh, you know, they're, they're really yeah. all three of them trying their best to figure this out because their there's urgency. There's an emergency They're not just all of a sudden now. Nancy Drews that know everything either. They exactly. do it in a way that makes sense for their character. And I think it's really smartly written because usually you find out what happens as the twist at the end mm -hmm. and it kind of ruins going back and watching the episode sometimes. Yeah. Like a Knives Out movie is like that with me sometimes. Mm. But on the other hand, in this episode, I think it makes it so much more fun to go back and watch it and to see mm -hmm. all of the things that are so clear that we don't see when we're focusing on what they're focusing on. Yeah. So Eleanor's idea is that they just take the suit off of Michael and see if it's Vicky. Jason says, yeah, well, we'll sneak behind him and we'll try to pants him from the forehead. <laughs> but Janet, bad Janet, as we know, shoots this down and says that only a demon can take off their own skin suit. No one else can. It's like a very complicated bra. Eleanor says, so be it, and charges right into the room and tells Michael to take it off. I remember when this episode aired, I really loved the focus on... There is an underneath the Michael suit. Me too. Michael is a suit. That's not his name. That's not what he looks like. And here we learn what he is. And mm -hmm. it's silly because the good place is silly. We don't see it. And it's probably for the best that we don't see it. Yeah. But I love that they address it. I do too. And it kind of always made me want that scene where Michael like is this terrifying giant. You know, they couldn't pull, really pull it off in a believable way. But 
I think it'd be really cool to like, I don't know, it's a cool thing to think about. You're right. And I think the way that Ted acts his scene and the way he explains it and his fear of being seen that way, I think it mm. helps you visualize it even without Absolutely. seeing it. So first he just shoots it down. He says, no, I can't show you. I won't take it off no matter what, which is really suspicious. Eleanor mm -hmm. says, I've seen a lot of weird hogs in my life, dude. Not that weird. <laughs> but it's not that. It's because he's a fire squid. Jason, of course, dope. Same. And the way that Michael says with conviction and like it's hard to get the words out, mm -hmm. he's a 600 foot tall fire squid. 6,000. 6,000, of course, with tentacles, with teeth everywhere. <laughs> he, it's, he's on fire. He's got a long neck. There's an awful smell and a lot of juice. There's so much juice, Eleanor. Jason really has to see this. He really wants to see it. And I do too. Yeah. And Eleanor's still like, okay, so you're not going to take it off because you're shy? This is bigger than that. Who cares? And Michael has a good explanation, which works both ways if he is really Michael and if he's not yeah. really Michael. Well, if I take it off, I'll crash through Mindy's ceiling. Everyone in the neighborhood will see me because it's in the backyard and it'll totally ruin the experiment. And which this is the more human Michael, like the real Michael, not human, but human answer mm. for him to say that he wouldn't be able to live with them not seeing him the same way again. He won't just yeah. be Michael. He'll be some disgusting mass of burning tentacles. Do you really want to be friends with something like that? Yes. yes. I keep saying yes. <laughs> Before that gets pushed any farther, Janet, of course, pops in to summon Eleanor, keeping the distractions going, mm -hmm. Fat Janet. She's created a device. It should work as a lie detector, and once they ask Glenn a question, it'll turn red or green to say if he's lying or not, supposedly. So they're going to calibrate it. Eleanor asks Glenn, what's your name? The device scans him, and he starts to say, well, everyone calls me Glenn, but the name on my demon certificate <laughs> is, do you remember? Snakes pour out from your anus? Snakes pour forth from his pour anus. Pour forth from his anus. But before anything flashes, he explodes into blue goo. Earl Tobias Funke over yeah, here. Yeah, I blew myself. Everyone starts reacting. Janet, I noticed on the second watch, not very convincingly, mm. starts going, Glenn blew up, Glenn blew up. As everyone's reacting, hers is a little more like, yes, and, wow. you know. And Jason strikes again with a, or is that exactly what he wants us to think? <laughs> and Michael, there's a weird shot of Michael that I think they almost could have cut. Mm. Jason says, or that's what he wants us to think. And then it cuts to Michael doing this. And it almost um, feels like Michael's about to be like, you got me. But that's the end of an act. And then See, he, I took it as Michael now is scared that he's going to get shot and killed. That's a good point. That's probably mm -hmm. true. As a privileged white person, that's never yeah. something I consider <laughs> <laughs> as being able to happen. Later on, Janet's vacuuming up the goo while Michael inspects. Janet is now doing a better job of covering it up, acting like she's really stressed out about having killed someone. She's never done it before. Oh, and Janet also says, well, and this doesn't mean that he is lying or telling the truth. We have no idea. He just exploded. So we didn't learn anything and I just killed somebody. Mm -hmm. But Michael says, it's okay. Demons can't die. He'll slowly reform over a few months going through the phases of demon growth, which are, of course, larva, swamp monster. I know no. I'm saying the wrong thing. And slug oh, monster. I got confused. I was like. Slug monster, little creepy girl, teenage boy. Did I? What's the third one that I missed? You got this one when you said it before. It's uh, social media CEO. Oh, no. There's one other. Tongue, ball of tongue, tongues. Ball of tongues. Sounds like a good Great time to meet. big ball of tongues. Yes. It doesn't seem fun to exist that way unless you're floating. 
Because imagine having to roll across licking everything. I mean, honestly, a couple years later, this makes even more sense with the uh, social media CEO to demon because yeah. we've seen that happen with Elon Musk. It's true. So he'll be okay, basically. It worked perfectly, Michael starts saying. And this is also kind of weird of Michael that he's all of a sudden, well, that's solved. Everything's fine. The lying demon's mm -hmm. gone. We're here. But of course, Eleanor isn't convinced that he's really Michael, regardless yeah. of if Glenn is here or not. The seeds of doubt have been sowed. Have been planted. And if Michael's lying to them and is him, that doesn't help them any either. So either yeah. he is Michael and she can't trust him or he isn't Michael and she can't trust him. So she needs a moment. She's going to take a walk and she tells everybody to stay put up in, in the house. Nobody leave while I go breathe for a little bit. Mm -hmm. I thought it was really smart to make space in this episode for Eleanor to spend a moment with Chidi. And yeah, we see too. just how they still make each other feel better. I really liked this scene. And I think that it, the episode still would have been good without it. But I think mm -hmm. what makes this episode borderline great is that it has this scene in it as well. I agree. Eleanor walks out to find Chidi practicing horse drawing in the middle of the night past everyone being awake. Once that aren't a crime against nature, he's really going for that. <laughs> the cute line, sad line is when Eleanor says, I know this mood of yours from reading your file. Mm -hmm. She knows what he needs and suggests that he take a break and they get food. So while they do that, Janet finishes pouring Glenn into a fish tank. Jason <laughs> wants to put him back together because he's really good at puzzles and he finished a word search really fast. And you see that he just circled all of the words That's he's so supposed funny. to be searching for. It's kind of a cheat code. It kind of works. I mean, he kind of game the system. He did find all the words. Finding them. Janet feels terrible. She doesn't think that Glenn deserved what happened. And Jason's there to talk her down in what seems like a really sweet moment between the two of yeah. them. Jason says, you did this to help. I know things are awkward between us, but you did the right thing. And if you ever need somebody to talk to, just know I'm here for you, girl. Which is the biggest moment in the whole episode. Yeah. And the episode does such a good job of making you think, why didn't Janet say not a girl? She always well, says I that. Didn't but not making you think it's not her yet. Catch that, yeah. And and I I wasn't even thinking about it. And I love that line. That's one of my favorite running gags of the show. And I and I missed it in this episode. The reason we caught it is because Jason calls her a girl, and me and Lil look at each other and go, "Not a girl." And then she mm -hmm. doesn't. Janet says, "Thanks, Jason. That means a lot." And they hug. <laughs> Eleanor and Chidi are having nachos together and margaritas, and it's so cute. It's so sweet. Eleanor is pretending to be an afterlife being and explains that her favorite human experience she's had in the neighborhood are nachos. She says that they're crunchy, they're salty, they're cheesy, they've got a little bit of a kick. Uh, I think nachos are good, but I think the amount of blank chips that are always left, even in the best plate of nachos, makes it not something I really go to unless it's like a group setting. Well, here's, here's how you, you improve upon the nacho. Zach, you mm. get chilaquiles. That's like the breakfast dish, right? Yeah, it's basically nachos, but with but it's more salsa. like a tortilla. Like it's no, literally it's... a tort. Is it tortilla chips? It's chips. I always chips, thought it was more like a tortilla salsa. that's been cut up and baked into chips, but it's got that more like airy when you literally take a tortilla to do that, and it's not like the corn tortilla chips. I don't know. Anyway, chilaquiles, Chil chili chips, dog. Chil chila chilaquiles, chilaquiles, chil chi Chicho, chichu, chichu, uh, chichu, chichu. What's the? That's from Community. Um, 
the for- Portuguese gremlins. They say chichu chichu. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't remember what they're called, but yeah. Knee high mischief. <laughs> Eleanor says, "Name one human thing better than nachos," and Chidi says, "The Sistine Chapel." Well, yeah, that's just paint on a ceiling. You can't Agreed. eat it at the movies. And they chuckle, and it shows that oh, how when like Chidi and Eleanor get together, how different they are. But yeah. how Eleanor can say things in a way that Chidi's like, "You kind of have a point," and vice mm-hmm. versa. I really love that. It's really cute. Eleanor tells Chidi, "Don't stay up all night stressing and drawing horses." That's not going to help anything. You don't have to do that. Chidi says, I know, but then says something really great, saying, Mm -hmm. I feel like I made the world a little bit worse, and I won't be okay until I make it better again. Whether that's he hurt someone's feelings or a weird horse came to life and then got killed. (laughs) Chidi takes mental note of the positive negative point value he's putting out there even before he knew about the point value, and I think it's a cool moment. It just shows that Chidi is the right one of them to have been... Oh, yeah. Rebooted. To, and he's the only one of them that could have been because he was going to grow regardless because he already had that goodness inside of him. He just need needed to be pushed in the right direction yeah. to decide to be good. And it's, it's really great. Chidi is such a sweet boy. Aww. Making yourself miserable to ease the suffering of others. About the most cheaty thing you can do. She starts to shuffle off kind of like eyeballs the nachos. Chidi's like, do you want the rest <laughs> of these? Yes, I do. Cut to Eleanor entering Mindy's house, and she's, like, sucking the last of the nachos off of her fingers, and she's got an empty plate. So, logistically, how far is Mindy's house from the neighborhood? Because the neighborhood is in the medium place. I think she stalled so she could eat the nachos. Mm -hmm. Well, because... Took an extra long It's close enough that if Michael were his fire squid self, then the Mm -hmm. people would see. Everyone could see. But it's far enough away that the neighborhood people aren't ever going to go there. Sure. Or maybe they think it's, well, the neighborhood people is two or three people. Three people. Everyone else is fake. And maybe they just think it's like the account or the, is that what they call it? The architect's Architect's house. I see. That makes sense. That's my guess. Mm -hmm. So Eleanor's back and she's decided that now she can't ever trust Michael. So let's call the judge. We're going to start over. This is a little selfish of Eleanor. She says, you know, uh, we'll have Chidi back on our side. That might help. The rest of it sucks, but we'll have Chidi back. Cool. And Tahani is really worried because they've learned so much about their subjects and that starting over would be so exhausting and they've come so far. But Eleanor can't give Michael, regardless of who he is, this space to sabotage them if he's Vicky. And if he is Michael, she still can't trust him and will always wonder when stuff goes wrong if he has a piece in it. So, and do you think this is all contrived of Eleanor, right? To I get think it all... Michael to step up because of the, this is the most cheaty thing you could do. I think that gives her Maybe. the idea. That's where yeah. I took it. Because Michael does step up. He's mm-hmm. going to sacrifice himself because he is really Michael. He says, I have a better idea. I'm going to blow myself up. Mm-hmm. Everyone says, what? And he explains, well, if you blow me up, you know, you'll have a few months to continue the experiment. You don't have to kill all your progress because of me. And I'm taken away. You don't put me in a room. You don't put me in Janet's void because you'll still wonder what could I do? I don't exist for a couple of months. Mm -hmm. I blow myself up. I'm out of your hair for good. Well, parts of me will be in your actual hair, but (laughs) you get it. Tahani stands up to try and stop him, but he's decided. He can't say anything to prove that he's him, which, of course, is exactly what he's doing in mm-hmm. this moment. Do you think this is a little too easy, or do you think it's a nice moment? I think it's a nice moment. Yeah, I think it's a nice moment. I don't really have any issues with it. It's not, like, the most affecting of all of these types of moments. No. But watching this for the first time, it does paint a picture that, like, 
It would be sad to not have Ted Danson around for a while, mm -hmm. but a version of the show where they're running the experiment and Michael's just not there anymore. Yeah. That'd be is crazy. interesting. It would have mm -hmm. been interesting to see. So he picks up the thing. He starts pointing it to himself. He says, okay, oh boy, this is going to suck. He <laughs> wishes them luck, says goodbye for a few months, lets them know to make sure to scrape all of them into a container because he'll be really bummed out if he's shorter when he comes back. I get and it. And then he says a line. Hmm? You I'd would be, be pissed. pissed. Yeah. yeah. You're already trying to say you're an inch or two taller than you are. I wish. Wish I were. Don't you? Don't you say you're an inch or two taller than I, what you probably actually are? Does, is that I just have what everybody does? Doing that. I I have now accepted that I that am. That you're five three. Almost six one. <laughs> yeah. Not six one. That's so big of you. Wow. Thank you. Such personal growth. Ew. I wish I could take about a quarter inch of growth. Michael says a line here that I remember enough about the end of the season to remember how much of a foreshadow moment this is when Michael mm. says. I really wish I was saying this under different circumstances, but take it sleazy. Mm -hmm. If I recall, that's the last line of the series, is Michael saying, take it sleazy. Wow. If I, I recall. Remember. It, I think it might be. I might or not at be least able to one hear of the last, through my but tears. But I think it might be the last. Wow. Jason tries to stop. It. No. Michael is moments away from blowing himself up into a bunch of goo when Jason is the one who steps forward to stop him by putting the weird sex magnet handcuffs on Janet. It's a really... Like, you know something's going to happen to interrupt Michael, but you don't expect yeah. it to be this in this moment. No, and not at all. And immediately, it's given away because she transforms to a bad Janet. Jason mm -hmm. figured it out. <laughs> she says, oh, crud nuts. <laughs> Jason says in a very Jason way, the explanation everyone needs. Michael said there's nothing he could say that would make you realize he's really him, but Janet does have a thing she can say that does make me realize she is really not her. <laughs> And it's because Janet didn't say not a girl. Yeah. Janet always says not a girl. I always call her girl. And this time she didn't say it. So I knew it couldn't have been her. Michael takes a deep sigh of relief and he says something about, wow, that realization is the only reason that I didn't become a bunch of goo. <laughs> it's true. Eleanor asks bad Janet some questions. I, if I have to say anything about this episode, which is really good, but mm -hmm. maybe... Not quite as good as your best, like, third or fourth episodes of the yeah. season, because they're always killer. Mm -hmm. Because the rest of this feels a little too Scooby-Doo. Now the bad guy just tells everybody how they did what they did. Uh, why would... I get that she's wearing the magnets, so they could get some information out of her. But why but is that Janet... Her. Why is she not hesitant to tell them anything? Yeah. But she just starts telling them their plan. Mm -hmm. Eleanor asks how she managed to do this, because they were outside, or she was outside with her at the train station when this all went down. And Bad Janet says, we brought two Bad Janets on the train, you dumb, dumb idiot. <laughs> so we get the flashback, the real one this time, seeing Eleanor being distracted while Good Janet is marbleized and swapped with the Bad Janet while they're taking Chris back to the bad place. And we kind of learn here that this Bad Janet has been pulling this off for weeks because that happened at the end of last season. Yeah. And until Glenn showed up, he it was going well and she was fooling everyone janet says that guy sucks right and then has like an argue with the bubbling goo it like bubbles she's like shut up bubbles <laughs> again. no really shut up stop how did she imitate a good janet michael is talking about how bad janets can never do that yeah but for this plan sean rebooted her like 40 million times times is times these handcuffs rule <laughs> So Jason has a moment of realization, as we are, that Janet didn't dump Jason. Her weird sister did. 
Exactly. So there's still a chance. Still a chance. I don't remember what happens with that. I don't remember if it just goes right to being happy or if it's sad first. Um, I think it might be sad first. I think so, too. I think it is happy, though. When Jason has that moment, Michael pats him on the back to be like, yeah, you're right. Okay. Maybe there is a chance, Jason. This explains to Tahani why the horse monster came to life and why Janet tried to turn her against John in chillaxing and why they got them to doubt Eleanor in the first episode. Do you remember Mm -hmm. how big of a piece of that Janet was, the one stepping up to say, let's get rid of Eleanor? And then she says, yeah, in my next plan, I was going to make Tahani get an asymmetrical haircut. (gasps) How could you? Michael's still worried because he feels still that they'll never be able to trust him again. There's no way to know that I'm being honest. Eleanor pulls back what she said to Chidi to him. You offered to sacrifice yourself to help a bunch of cockroaches. That's about the most Michael thing you could do. <laughs> We're almost to the end of the episode. We could, Because Jason all of a sudden is on this John Wick mission of where's my girl, or this Liam Neeson mission of where's my girl, where's Janet? And we learn that Janet's in the bad place. She's probably wiping her butt with her yeah. own butt. And Jason's just enraged. Tahani mm-hmm. asks what they should do. And Jason taps into something we've never seen before. Yeah. I know what to do. It's like what that guy who blew up said. Sean's a bully. And sometimes the only thing a bully understands is a punch in the mouth. I'm going to go down there. I'm going to punch him in the mouth. And I'm going to get Janet back. Wow. Sounds like somebody has a plan. Dope. Uh, Where is he? What's the plan? (laughs) I love it. We cut to the train station. This is the last blurb. And it makes me remember kind of what happens next because I very clearly remember Michael and Jason on the push cart together now that Mm -hmm. I see it. They're loading up a receptacle that contains one Glenn onto the cart. And Michael and Jason are preparing to head off to take him to the bad place. Michael asks Eleanor, are you prepared to take the helm? She's not sure. Do you guys think you can do your thing? Probably not. But (laughs) as always, they're all going to try their best. Exactly. Michael and Jason have this buddy moment together. I love seeing them team up. I'm excited to watch the next episode actually quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Michael says, let's go get our girl. And Jason says, not a girl, because he knows Janet like nobody else does. And that's where the episode ends. A really good one. The best of the season so far. Totally. I wholeheartedly agree. Best of the season so far. Is it on that list of best good place episodes for you? If the list is a top 20, I'd say Mm -hmm. definitely. I think if it's a top 10 or top 15, it might have a chance. And we'll do that at the end of the series. Yeah, And I don't think there's anything really holding back other than the good place is showing that they can still pull these tricks very successfully. But it doesn't necessarily make it slightly less impactful than it was the first time, Mm -hmm. even though it works. It's a really good episode. I think this is the first A, now that's what I want out of a good place episode, keeping me guessing, making me not sure what's going on, and then surprising me genuinely when I find out what is going on, even after I've seen the episode a few times. I think that's the sign of a really good good place episode. I agree. Okay, any last thoughts before we move into the good place and the bad place? Um, Manny Jacinto is gorgeous. Gosh, is he cute. Yeah. Everyone in this cast is gorgeous. God damn. This whole main cast is very attractive. Ted Danson has some kind of old man swag where like Mm -hmm. kind of in a, maybe in like a Jeff Goldblum kind of way, but even older where he's like quirky, sexy. And like, Mm -hmm. I'd really, I don't know. I'd like to, I'd like to feel around those skin (laughs) flaps and dangles. Mm. Okay, good place, bad place. Let's start, as always, with the bad place. Let's do it. Who's it going to be this time? Um, I 
had to think more on my bad place than my good place. Honorable mention to Brent for the for calling Cheedy brother. Brother. Um, but I honestly I gave it to Michael this week because I think that lying to his friends at this point and how long they've been together is not really great behavior. Yeah. I don't think he's that bad. I'm trying to think if I can think of anything worse. Nobody's really that bad because everyone's just trying to figure this out. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give it to bad Janet because she's yeah bad Janet. I'm not going to give it to Glenn because he's a demon and he's trying to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to give it to Michael. I think I'm going to give it to Eleanor for having a real moment of being willing to call the judge to end the experiment and to get Cheaty back. I do think even though it's a quick moment, there's some deep selfishness in her going, well, mm-hmm. okay, then I guess this is what we have to do. I think um, that's a reach. I think yours is too. And I think it is kind of a reach for a bad place one. So Michael two lied dissent, three times. That's what I'm going to do. That's bad behavior. Yes, but I do understand why he was scared. He should have, if he had been honest, this wouldn't have happened. But mm-hmm. I don't think the lie itself is an awful act because he was trying to help his friends or at least like, I don't know. We've all had situations where we're like, I can handle this before I bring other people into it. And then it gets over your head. I don't think it necessarily deserves points. And I'm not really sure. Stop yelling at me, okay? It's Eleanor. Ah! But the good place. Is the good place a little bit easier to decide? I For me, it was. So I have an honorable mention for mm-hmm. Cheedy because Cheedy's cute and I love him. Um, I've got mine. Honorable mention for Eleanor for being able to set aside her friendship for a moment and think logically because this is bigger than her friendship with Michael. Yeah, this fair. has ramifications for the entirety of the human race. But I had to give it to Jason. His yeah. ultimate care and understanding and, and willingness to still be sweet and offer care to Janet. Because it was when he said girl, it was when he was saying, hey, if you ever need to talk, I'm here for you. To his ex who has kind of been icing him out since And even she saying broke up like, I know things are weird, but if you ever yeah. feel like it, yeah. And now he's going to go to the bad place and punch Sean in the fucking mouth to Mm -hmm. get her back. Hell yeah. Jason, good place for me. Well, to go off what you're saying, because Jason's mine as well, you saying his kindness and his understanding of Janet Mm -hmm. helps him in this episode. It's also the reason why he doesn't get lost in all the confusion and not trusting everyone and pointing the gun at everybody else. Because he knows Janet so well. He loves Janet so much that he instantly just knows that this and is what's going on. And he knows Michael. He's the one who is like, Michael's our friend. We know yeah. it's him. Sometimes yeah, It's a really good episode smart. for Jason. I think there are episodes that feature him a little better. But mm-hmm. I think of the episodes where he's kind of the reactionary figure, the guy yeah. who's dropping lines, I think he's really, really funny on this one all throughout. And I love it when Jason figures it out. Yeah, me too. Like when Which he happens more often out, than you think, especially mm-hmm. lately. Man, I love this show. This was a great episode. The first couple episodes have been getting me really excited about the last season. And now it feels like the final season has fully arrived. Totally. And I'm so excited to go on the rest of the ride. Me too, buddy. Well, before we close the book today, it's important that you know, audience, that next week, before we recap another episode of The Good Place, next week it's time for you all to figure out number two of the four options that you'll be voting between to decide what our podcast in 2024 after we finish The Good Place should be. So far, there's been I Think You Should Leave, which would be such a fun podcast to do, even though it feels like it's been a minute since we've talked about it. But the other three options, I think, would equally make different podcasts, all very different than the ones we've done before, and in a great way. I can't wait to show you guys option number two next week. Are you excited, Stephen? I'm super excited. I don't know if I remember what all four were. 
I'll tell you right now, and I'll bleep it out to like stir mm -hmm. up a little excitement. You got your. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've got your. Yes, remember that. And one. this is the one that I've been willing to change, but I still think I'm going with. I think that's gonna be great. I think so too, and I don't know which one we're talking about next week, but whichever of those three it is, it's gonna be really fun. It's gonna be super fun. Well, join us next week to talk about that, and of course, the week after that, we'll be back to talk about episode five of the final season of The Good Place. And in between all that, if you want to know early what option number two is, head over to patreon.com slash podcast, where starting at $5 a month, you can get that episode early and you can get the next episode of The Good Place early before everyone else, along with The Basement, our That 70s Show rewatch podcast, and every episode of You Can't Disappreciate Show, along with access to the live stream every week when we do an episode of You Can't Disappreciate Show. It's a lot of fun. You can support us starting at $5 a month and the new year is a great time to hop on board supporting your favorite Zach and Steven content creators because it means a lot to us, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You know, it, we couldn't do what we do without viewers like you or like PBS. Yeah. We're but just like we PBS in fuck. every way. Mm -hmm. I think what we do is a little more important. A little bit. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching The Good Place with us. We'll be back next week. Steven, Wait. why don't you? I just have to tell them where else they can find us. You don't know how I was going to finish that sentence. Steven, why don't you tell us where else the people can find us? Well, if you want to, uh, let me, let me think of something clever. Yeah. If you want to slip on your snow boots and get knee deep in a little bit more Zach and Steven, because snow, winter, it's cold outside. And we will explode into goo for you to get your boots Ooh, stuck in. If you want to get a little bit of our goo in your hair, come on over to our Twitter and Instagram mm -hmm. and follow us over at Time Knife Pod. There will be We're no also goo. On You're not. <laughs> no goo. There will be goo. I'll be gooing. Come follow us over on YouTube. Subscribe. Hit the bell. If you're watching on YouTube right now, comment down below and comment uh, uh, Bart and Gooby 2014 forever. I thought you were going to go with like a 2024, like they're running mates. <laughs> Gooby for president, uh, yeah, Bart vote. Simpson VP, the okay. first yellow VP. There we go. There we go. But yeah, come check us out there. We're on those places. Search the name of the show. I appreciate you guys for hanging out with us. It's a lot of fun to do this show and to talk about The Good Place. And I can't wait to come back next week and do it again. Steven, why don't you get us out of here? From inside the time knife. Black Lives Matter. I'm Zach. I'm Steven. And we'll see you next week. We love you so much. Why don't you go enjoy a nice hot glass of pig piss? You've earned it, friends. Perfect. If they just gave me a chance, I'd show them what they want and teach them what they got. I'd tickle each and every one of their fancies. I'd take the key to my heart and open it. Speaking of albums, I haven't finished listening. <coughs> oh my god, Steven, are you okay? Oh my god. Is he okay? Oh, he's down. He's going back to the goo. <laughs> I accidentally muted uh, my, my headphone microphone. It's not attached. Um,
Hey, I'm calling from Tally Hall. Hello? Hello? Hey, I'm calling from Tally Hall. So Michael explains and apologizes. His explanation... You're right, Mitch. What? I said you're right, Mitch. Senator Mitch McConnell. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, we're gonna take a few minutes, guys. Let's get him, get him out of here. 